Hello, Defy Gravity. How are you today? This is Juliana Sauber, and I am here again with Jerry Lynn Fabian. Super excited about today's conversation. This is the kickoff of our uh, talk show that we talked mm -hmm. about, and um, we're excited to bring you current topics and perspectives on those topics. So we have this grand reawakening, if you will, happening on the planet. And it looks like things that are incredibly scary. It looks like upgrades to our internet service. It looks like threats of um, forced inoculations. It looks like um, being placed under uh, the control of uh, organizations and people who don't necessarily have our best interests at heart. And we're clinging to this system. Some of us are clinging to a system that we know it, we're comfortable with it, we understand it as it is, but there is a new, um, new truth emerging. And um, in doing so, lies and deception is being revealed. And a lot of people are waking up and they're waking up in a very chaotic and fearful place. Um, that brings them more fear allows them to be controlled by that fear and then they're vulnerable to more. So it's this growing kind of thing. And we wanted to have a conversation about uh, converting that, converting the perspectives on that, on integrating it, becoming aware of it and uh, things you can do to weather it because this, what's happening, what's being created is, is really gonna be amazing and beautiful. And it needs us to be aware of it. It needs us to integrate it. And then it needs us to rise above it, if you will, and live in a space of love and compassion. So welcome, Jerry Lynn. Thank you. <laughs> Excited to chat with you about this one, as always. Yes. Yeah. I enjoy discussing these topics. Absolutely. So um, let's talk a little bit about awareness. Let's start there. What are your thoughts on how aware do we need to be about the things that are being revealed? That's a good question. Um, I listened to a recording recently that stated that, you know, when all of the stuff that's going on right now, when all of this started, there were actually people who were clueless as to what was going on because they didn't look at the news. They didn't read the papers. They were not on social media. The only indication was that they were going to get their groceries done and they saw a long line and people were grabbing toilet paper and they were asking what's going on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I thought to myself, to an extent, these people were probably shielded. And then you have the other extreme of these people who read the news and they know the numbers every day and they can educate you on what this doctor said as opposed to what this politician said. It's one extreme to the other. And I thought, what does balance look like? Mm -hmm. What does balance look like? Is there a benefit to knowing what's going on in society? And I think there is, mm -hmm. right? Um, your guidance system, what I call your internal navigational system, mm -hmm. will let you know when you have had your fill. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? When you start, and you don't have to get to the point where you start experiencing fear to know that this is not serving you. Information that, that 
um, empowers you or that gets you to the point where you can stop and ask, okay, where do I fit in in the process? Yeah. That's where awareness comes in. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you can be mindful of how everything affects the big picture and see yourself in the process and see yourself, not just in the process, but being able to um, seek solutions to what appears. I say appears because it's all about your reality, yeah. what appears to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we are facing a big problem right now for many people. Where do I coming into the picture and what is the solution? How do I, uh, how do I um, shift things starting with me? Okay, that's where awareness comes in. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah. Right. What yeah. can I do to change things? I'm not going to be able to change the world, but what can I do with me mm -hmm. so that my impact can be of such that it affects the rest of society? Right. Yeah, it's interesting because I have been a fighter most of my life. Like I was willing to go toe to toe with the biggest guy when I was in manufacturing. I had no problem with that. Um, and I, I swung away from that and in my expansion and connection with my own higher self, my own mm -hmm. inner guidance, uh, and, and trying to navigate what was happening and be aware of it. I went away from it and said, okay, I'm just going to stay in this very loving space, sending love all the time. I'm not going to pay attention to any of that. And, um, I then swung into, I need to know all of it. Like I was digging in hard and finding all, you know, and I would find videos and post them on Facebook and I was, and, it, and it, what it brought to me was all these fights and arguments. And then I had to come to the center of that, I guess, which is, okay, so I don't need to be part of the fights, nor do I think they're beneficial to me be part of these arguments, the tug of wars that are happening because they kept me in fear, they kept me in frustration and anger. And you and I have talked about the power scale of frequency right. and emotion. They kept me at those lower places and it became hard to kind of extract myself out of that. It became harder and harder. And so my inner guidance, your, as you mentioned, the compass was like, wait a second, slow down a minute. It's okay that you know what's going on, but for me, it's not okay that I dig in and know all the details of what's right. happening or the internet upgrade or the, the, um, you know, the Gates approach to how we're going to handle health like that. Mm -hmm. I need to know every bit of what's going on. I do need to be aware of it. I do need to integrate it. The analogy that came to me was like, if you had, there's this pile of stuff in the corner of your living room and you have two choices. You can look at all of it and decide how you handle it and process through it and then do something about it. Like exactly. I, I can reject the control. I can integrate love uh, and do all of those processes, which can be difficult and challenging. Like it's going to bring up fear. It's going to bring up frustration. It's going to bring up all these emotions that we, we want to avoid. Uh, right. Or I can throw a blanket over it and ignore it. And every time I look right. at it, it's going to bring up this like, <gasps> okay, okay, okay. Because in right. that fear process, we're giving away our power. Yes. We're allowing who, whoever and whatever is creating that situation to have control over us 
right? It makes us want to stay in our houses and avoid everybody else and, and want to fight with people and it creates dissension mm. and disconnection. Um, and eventually you're going to have to lift the blanket anyway. <laughs> right. And you know, you, you, you speak about all the effects that it has. The other thing too, is it weakens our immune system. It, <laughs> it, it weakens our immune system. The body starts saying, Hey, there's too much resistance going on here. And you're not paying attention because the emotions are our guide. Yeah. And since you're not paying attention, you start to experience it physically. Right. And so at the end of the day, the very thing that we're trying to avoid, you end up drawing to yourself. Yeah. And that's what happens when we resist stuff. You know, I, I have a picture in my mind of someone start trying to pick a fight with you. Mm-hmm. And you can do one of two things. You can run away and that thing will still try and follow you. That person will still try and follow you. Yeah. You could say, listen, I'm not backing down. Let's go. Right. And one of two things, if you're stronger, that person might back down or that might be your challenge to hit it head on. Right. Right. And there's another way. There is another way you can move towards that situation without resistance. Mm-hmm. Call me an idealist, but it's worked for me many times. When people have, it really, and it's not, it's, I'm not just using it as a strategy. I literally say, this thing is not worth my time. Yeah. You know, so somebody's trying to fight with me and I say, clearly, you know, I'm not engaging this right now. I can revisit when we can sit and speak about this, but going back and forth in this way is not going to solve the problem. Right. And we can also approach life in the same way, you know, where you don't run from the problem, you don't try and fight against it, but you actually move towards it with the intention of bringing alignment. Yeah. Right. Bringing alignment. So in this situation, how do I move towards this? Okay. There is something going around that has a potential to, um, compromise my system that's what's being said how do i where do i fit in the picture do i have any role in this in this um in this picture is there something that i can do what can i do to solve or to help the situation of course there's something i can do i have been given control of this body yes so what can i do to empower it so that it can respond in such a way that whatever is coming at me is not is not going to affect me in the way that it's projected right Right. that's what that looks like to me yeah yeah and there's this discussion about sovereignty that we need to have and that we are sovereign in ourselves our soul our spirit our physical being we have sovereignty over but we have um I I use the word willingly. We've willingly given up that sovereignty to the perceived experts, organizations, institutions, entities that um, we have, we, we have been, uh, I'm going to use the word programmed, right? Because that's what television is, programming, right? So we've been programmed to believe that the celebrities are the ones to follow or the companies that, um, you know, have created the technology or done the amazing things or built the best tennis shoes or whatever, um, or the expert organizations like the medical industrial complex, you know, our health 
departments and authorities, um, you know, all of those people we've set up on this pedestal and said they are the ones we need to give over our control or our thought process to. And we've, we've willingly done it in that we've, we've selected that. Mm -hmm. The reality is that we have this opportunity and to say, okay, now, I did willingly give that over. I don't any longer follow or subscribe to that same belief system. Therefore, I take back my sovereignty. I right. say, I reject your attempts to control my life and I send lots of love to you. <laughs> I hope that you have an awareness of what's, what works and what doesn't work at some point in time when it's right for you. But for me right now, I'm taking back complete control and uh, it sounds like this big nebulous, really difficult thing to do. And I think it does take intention and practice. Practice, yes. <laughs> uh, but it is not impossible. It's far from impossible. Definitely. Uh, you mentioned, I think the element that many people miss is most people are good at rejecting. Mm -hmm. I don't want this. You're good. We are good. I mean, no is one of the first things we learn to say, right? No, right. I don't want this. And then we stop there. And when we say, no, I don't want this, and you leave it there, um, the element that remains in our mind, the thought process that, that registers is, I don't want this. I don't want this. I'm going to push against it. I don't want this. But you didn't stop there. You mentioned, I'm going to send you love. Mm -hmm. You know, And that aspect to me, it gives it gives the other person just as much freedom as I am seeking myself. It's okay mm -hmm. for you to do what you think is in your best interest. And it's okay for me to do what is in my best interest. By sending you love, I am actually blessing whatever it is you're, you're focused on mm -hmm. while I am sending myself love and allowing what I desire to surround you. Yeah. Because love being the highest vibration actually protects us from whatever external um, forces may be trying to send our way that may be possibly harmful. Right. Right. It's interesting you talk about the, you know, protection piece of it. Uh, I'll use a real world example, and I've experienced this many times. We moved from in town to out in the country. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, watch out for deer. Because we're in Michigan. A lot of deer in Michigan. There's deer everywhere, but there's a lot of deer in Michigan, right? So um, everyone's like, be careful about deer. And one of my regular practices is I will ask Archangel Michael to come and sit on top of my car when I'm traveling and like create this protection bubble. And I do it with my houses, I've done it with my workplaces, etc. And it is an empowerment tool, if you will, uh, in that Archangel Michael is available to all of us, right? And is a, is a protector and, and brings, you know, the, the fire of protection. And so um, it's been really fascinating because, of course, I've had, you know, my family members like, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> and we've, we, they've had, ex I've had experiences on my own and now they've seen it as well. Well, we're driving along on the road and we will see a doe or we've seen it. We actually saw a very large buck do the same thing, come to the edge of the road. We would have probably, they would have probably hit the side of the car, but the deer will turn and run alongside us and then dive back off into the woods. Hmm. And my husband said to me, I've never seen that before. Like, that's probably the fifth time I've seen that. 
Wow. It seems wow. to happen a lot. Or they're yeah. standing on the side of the road as I pass. They don't run across the road. If they do run in front of me, it's very far in front of me and it's not a big deal to stop. So it is, I believe very firmly that Archangel Michael has just helped create this sort of protective bubble that the deer are also being protected from being hit by my car. Right, right. And so um, we just run, we run alongside each other, right? And the intention <laughs> that you- know what happens. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Um, you know, you were speaking and I'm thinking, I was thinking I've had very similar experiences and I'm listening to you and the thought that came to mind is that for our listeners, some of them may be thinking Archangel Michael, like you said, you believe very firmly that I, Archangel Michael helped you. And I, um, I do believe that the intention that we put out is what comes back to us. Yes. Um, even before I knew any of this energy work, um, I remember uh, driving on an interstate and getting off an exit that I had driven so many times before, but I was on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And the sign had changed, whereas before you would just drive and merge into the, tr the traffic, they had put a yield sign that I did not see. Oh. And, but every time I was driving, especially when I was driving on my own, driving across states, I would always ask for all my, um, at the time I would pray to God and say, say all your angels of protection around me. Yeah. Right. And I merged onto the road where it said yield. And all I felt was wind. And I saw that a truck was sharing the same lane with me, the same single lane with me. And it had taken up the entire lane. Oh my. Where I fit in the picture, I don't know until this day. Wow. But nothing happened to me. Nothing happened to the car. That's and amazing. in that moment, I knew. I said, I asked for protection and it was there. Yeah. You know, again, the intention. Now, somebody may say, what about the other person who asked for, prote for protection? That's where um, alignment comes in. And it's not to say that I was more aligned than the next person, but this is what I would say. If you, you can't have two... Um, two opposing emotions taking up room in your temple at the same time. Yeah. So if I'm asking for protection, but holding on to fear, what's dominant is the fear factor. And what I'm going to attract to me is things that liken that. Yeah. Or experiences that liken that. Yeah. Right. Show so that, be careful. Right. And in this situation is the same thing. Can I say I am protected and still be fearful of what could happen to me if I do that? And if I am not, where does, you know, the next question is, where does responsibility come in? How does that look? When is it, when is the table shifting towards me being responsible and me actually being fearful? And many people have not been able to um, determine where that ends so many people go around talking about responsibility but they're really fearful yeah right yeah um i wear a mask at times you know um if i'm to go into a building if i'm exercising i would not but if i go into a building i wear a mask does it bother me that the next person doesn't wear a mask it doesn't mm -mm. it doesn't because i do walk as if i am protected yeah. Right. Yeah. I do walk as if I am protected. So it's a fine line, but I think if people could remember what is my dominant emotion right now, because mm -hmm. your emotion is your guide. 
what is my dominant emotion and that right there will be the sign or the the the, the indicator of where i need to shift towards yeah. what thoughts am i harboring that's bringing around this emotion how do i need to alter those thoughts or shift those thoughts towards um better experiencing emotions yeah right one of the ways that I encourage people to do, because we don't process through emotion, we get to a point where we go, no, 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 I can't, no, I can't deal with this. And then we move on to something else, right? Mm-hmm. We avoid it. We get angry. We go, I don't know, go for a drive, go have a drink, whatever. Um, and I, I encourage my clients in session um, and even beyond that, just in general conversation to experience the fear in a place where you know that you're still like it's a i am gaining and regaining control over my emotional body my energetic body and in doing so i accept the fear as a reality and i allow it to come in and then i take back control and it's a it, it's a word play it's just a um you know i i accept that i have fear um, and I release the fear from my energetic body. And I, you might repeat that 50 times yeah. and feel it and experience it and pull it in and let it happen and bring the tears up and bring the, you know, the, I can't, you know, I'm having trouble breathing or it's stuck sticking in my throat and you push through that and it crests up and then it hits a point and then it subsides and the fear is gone. That's interesting. Cause that's one of the tools also using, um, in TFT. Um, you acknowledge that this is the emotion that you've been holding on to. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it also helps to acknowledge that it's in the past. And that to me is one of the most phenomenal things about experiencing change is to recognize that my brain doesn't even have a concept of time. <laughs> yeah. That everything that, that is happening now is already past tense by the time I have finished saying it. Right. <laughs> and if I can acknowledge that, then nothing needs to be lingering that is not pleasant. And I could just allow myself to, to experience this thing in the moment, knowing that it will pass. Yeah. This too will pass. Right. And so even when, even to people who might be experiencing um, fear in the moment, the idea is not to fight against the fear. The idea to is to acknowledge that I have been looking at this situation completely differently from the way my spirit knows reality really exists. Yeah. And I acknowledge that and I'm ready to do something different. I just by just by voicing the acknowledgement, it brings a sense of relief. Yeah. Because we've we Although we experience negative emotions in the process, we find ourselves being resistant to it, and that creates even more issues in the process. It does. It does. So acknowledging this is where I'm at, where I'm at is okay. Right. Wherever I'm at in this moment is, it, is okay. It's where I'm supposed to be, and it's okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'd like to add into that what you just said, um, which is brilliant. Um, 95% of our emotion stands under the surface, if you will, subconscious, right? And most of it we don't have memory of. We don't necessarily have an event associated with, sometimes, you know, some people do, and some things are very much at the surface, but most of it is not at the surface, Um and it is, as you mentioned, your subconscious mind has no time. So right. 
it, something that happened to you when you're three years old, your subconscious mind does not know you're 35 chronologically. It's still working to integrate the emotion of the event that happened when you were three years old that you were not able to work through. Either, because at three, you should have someone helps you work through those events, mm -hmm. parent, you know, a loving parent who takes you in and says, you're safe, it's okay. Tell me what's going on, allows the tears, allows you to speak out your fears and, and helps you to come back to a place of safety. But if you're three years old and don't have that person, in your life, you may carry that emotion all the way through. And here you are 40 years old and, and that fear keeps rising and rising and rising. And you need to come back and integrate that whole piece of it, um, which is part of what you and I do, right? To help mm -hmm. you integrate that piece of it. Even if it's subconscious, you can do the conscious work and, and tap into your subconscious mind and, um, and, and, experience the energy and then release it and the cool part is it's i always see it as like you've got this let's say you got this bucket of fear right mm -hmm. and we just emptied that bucket of fear now we're going to fill it up with love or exactly. joy or happiness or all these great things it's um, like you have a wound and you know you get into there and you get it all cleaned up but you have to put something over it so that it can heal yeah. You know, and you mentioned something significantly about, say, a child who did not have that. To recognize that, or to acknowledge even, that sometimes even your parents are working through their own programming from yeah. their childhood that could have been passed on to you. Because sure. I hold to the theory, um, I think Candice Pritz, um neuropeptide theory would support this that yes. what is actually passed on is the emotions and not necessarily the physical illness. Yes, so agreed. we inherit the emotions of our parents, all right, which sometimes manifest physically. Um, and so many times they are not in a position, most parents, most parents who have not worked through their issues have not, are not in a position to help you to process your stuff. Right. And that's, that's where spirituality and awareness comes in because life teaches you and eventually anybody who's paying attention, you will get through whatever you're going through. Yeah. Right. You will pass through on the, to the other side. Right. Um, but many times we're functioning on autopilot and all it takes is one trigger and you're back to three years old. Yeah. One trigger, and, and we, we have 35 year olds walking around in business suits but they're functioning as three-year-olds and we want to know why is there so many, why are there so many issues going on in the office? No, you know, that advertisement just came to me, that advertisement with the little Jolly Rancher where you have everybody sitting around the table. <laughs> yes. And it's, I like this. This is really what you have in work environments because people are, are <laughs> functioning from that three-year-old mind and not even recognizing it. You know, oh, you yeah. pass 18 and now you have authority. You have the authority to act like a three-year-old if you want to. Right. <laughs> because you're an adult <laughs> right yeah i mean talking along the the lines of of uh inherited emotion from ancestors you know we have four five six generations of people who um you know i don't have time to deal with emotions you, boys don't cry you know that's not just you suck it up you know we've got to get to work there's things we got to do to survive and um 
we have a we have a medical industry that is very Newtonian. It's very physical, right? So if it's not physical, if I can't test it or analyze it or cut it out of your body, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And I was doing some work, um, doing some research into DNA, and um, there are three, they've identified our uh, core genome, if you will, of our genetics. Um, and, and there are what, 32,000, I think, of them mm-hmm. they've identified. And um, there are two, what they call junk DNA strands. And they call it junk because they don't know what it's for. It's like when they used to cut out the appendix because they didn't know what the appendix did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now we know what the appendix does and we really should be maintaining them. Same with Mm -hmm. gallbladders, et cetera. Right. Um, And it's, none of this is new information. Like, you know, as Ayurveda, Chinese medicine, many of the older uh, methodologies, shamanism, all talk about the emotion and the energy and the integration of that. And so we have lots of generations that have been told if it's not physical, it doesn't exist. And so when we talk about emotion and energy and all these kinds of things, they reject it outright, just outright rejection. So what I was given was that these two junk DNA strands are your inherited DNA energetics from your mother and your inherited DNA energetics from Mm. your father that integrate to your genetic strand. Interesting. Um, And there's not, I'm not finding science to support this. This has been my sort of intuitive hit. And in doing so, it's been interesting to kind of go into those strands and find where energetically, you know, your mother experienced worthlessness, which manifested as a need to put on a facade and be the perfect mother and the perfect housewife and the, and that transitioned over to you and and you know our generation went out into the corporate world mm. to prove that we could be as tough as anybody else and rise the ladder and break the glass ceiling and all these kinds of things again an outward expression you know the keep up with the joneses again an outward yes. expression of my own lack of feeling like i'm worthy and in the process of taking back your power a big piece of that is you got to sort of wipe the chalkboard mm-hmm. that was given to you and throw on there i am worthy i am love i am peace i exactly all of those are commanding statements that create Exactly. You're taking back control. So we get back to the sovereignty discussion. I am in control and sovereign over my energetic body, my physical body, mind, and spirit. I like that you call it the junk DNA. Yeah. It's called the junk DNA. And whatever is junk, you can get rid of, right? Mm -hmm. You're empowered to get rid of. I I like that. Um, Something similar to you. Remember I said that um, I've come to the conclusion that what we inherit is the emotion. And so what I have been looking at is some of the emotions that have been stored, that are stored in particular regions of the body. Mm-hmm. And the possibility that what is actually passed on when we say that certain diagnoses are passed on from generation to generation, instead of looking at the physical symptoms, look at the emotional components and and Mm-hmm. and see whether those emotions have existed for generations yeah i've done so with certain things in certain um uh certain situations that exist in my family my immediate family and i've been able to see that link i've done so with other 
um, individuals and I've been able to see that link. And that to me is even more empowering mm -hmm. because the minute I make it a physical symptom, then somebody else has the authority. We've been speaking about who has the authority over us, right? right. Somebody on the external has the authority now to come and fix this thing for me. Yes. Right. But we don't necessarily depend on anybody to fix our emotions. Once you right. become aware of it, that awareness empowers you to do something different, to change the trajectory of what is likely to happen. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. I found that, you know, paying attention to the emotional patterns that exist among generations is more empowering than just looking at the physical symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's fascinating to, to kind of walk down the path of this new, I call it a new awareness. I feel like it's a, it's a renewed awareness because again, these are not new concepts by any means. Um, you know, the idea that there's an emotional connection between, you know, like worry about money and kidney challenges. Yes. Or disappointment and spleen or, <laughs> you know, disgust and, and resentment and gallbladder. Mm -hmm. um, so that's all been well documented and, and this reemergence and reawakening to me is going to change the trajectory of, you know, we talk about, again, going back to the original topic is, you know, we, all these things that are attempting to take control and maintain control and create problems for us can only do so in the context of, I don't have any control over this. So I'm going to be in fear and I'm going to, you know, rail against it, or I'm going to argue about it, or I'm going to hide from it. Uh, neither of which is going to end up leaving you in the place that you really want to be. Exactly. You speak about the documentation of all of this, but I like to point people towards their own experiences mm -hmm. because we speak these things all the time. Yeah. You know, somebody, I'm sure somebody's listening right now could think of either someone you know or your own experience where you had an experience where you got suddenly afraid and you needed to run to the bathroom. Yeah. The physical symptoms just came right about mm -hmm. as a result of the emotions that you were experiencing. Yeah. Um, and we say, so we make certain expressions and ever so often I try to think of some of them. People actually said, you know, you're giving me an ulcer. <laughs> right? <laughs> you yeah. know, we make certain next. I had a gut feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, we say those things all the time. Um, and, and I think we intuitively say them and not recognize that there is a mind-body connection that's happening. A mind-body relationship. Our yeah. thoughts, our emotions, physical symptoms exist. Um, and so one of the greatest... Um, intentions i would say intention i would put out for humanity is that we become more aware more mindful mm -hmm. of our experiences uh this is one of the reasons why i am grateful <laughs> for this time uh because i believe that to an extent this is the purpose for this yeah. um that it's causing everyone to slow down Mm -hmm. so that we can be more mindful. We're not just functioning on autopilot and making everything a random coincidence because we're so busy that we don't want to stop right. to make the correlation between our experiences and what is happening in our reality. Yeah. You know, 
So um, I believe that's what's happening with humanity right now. And as people become more aware, they realize that really my body has been speaking to me all along, mm -hmm. you know, and now I can be aware of what's going on inside. Right. right. <laughs> in that awareness, some may get stuck in the, the fear and in the chaos and mm -hmm. recognize, I guess one of my encouragements is to recognize that, um, that's an okay, okay place to be. Yeah. And there are individuals who uh, are, are available, there are learnings available to you to guide you towards an integration of that um, because we don't want to not integrate it. When we, oh, definitely. When we avoid talking about it, we leave it in its own power. If we talk about it, integrate it, take back control of it, we've taken that power back. Yes. And, and you bring alignment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we come into alignment with it. And in doing so, we can then have influence, if you will, towards um, taking all of these things and they no longer have effect on us. And we might even be able to have some control or to utilize some of those things. Exactly. So, um, you know, I, I, I think of um, this internet upgrade we're going through. <laughs> number five comes to mind uh -huh. right so this internet upgrade we're going through um with the intention that you can place on it the awareness you can place on it is oh my god they're going to take us over oh they're going to control our brains they're going to scramble our electrical system they're going to create all kinds of illness you can stay there right or you can say okay well that's a possibility however what I'd rather do is I would rather understand that that is a potential and then I'd rather integrate the knowledge that I have some influence on how that impacts me, right? And I would much rather utilize that same system to produce yes. love and compassion and support and guidance out into the world that way. I and it's agree. Really the, the um, I'll call it the, the, um, if you want to put your fingers on the the um, reality of this happening is you look at some of the censorship entities, the large um, media outlets that are censoring and influencing what you're being told or what you're hearing. Um, there are alternate outlets that are popping up and gaining momentum. Mm -hmm. And these outlets are an opportunity for you to get in, for you to see what's going on, to understand it, and then to be a positive force for change. I agree. Um, I agree. And that's where, that's where it gets really fun and exciting, is to say, I can be a positive force for change. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So instead of being um, part of the group that fights against, mm -hmm. anything you fight against, you're actually becoming one with. Yes. <laughs> right you're actually becoming one with and if you're not prepared it's going to overtake you yes right so in my mind what that looks like is if i have this thing right here that's functioning on a level five mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and i'm functioning down here and i'm trying to fight against this mm -hmm. that has a vibration that is easily going to take over me that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. What makes sense to me is try to figure out what, I, what can I do to match up to what's going on here so that if we're on the same level, 
then you become an accessory for me to continue spreading love and light yeah for me to continue to exist even on a higher level yeah. where this i might be able to provide some of the same things that you have the ability to provide because we're functioning on the same vibration yes yeah right absolutely yeah you know einstein even said you cannot solve the problem at the level of the problem exactly Exactly. So we have to the solve problem the problem and the solution are in two different vibrations. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if you're staying in the fight and I was in the midst of it, right? I'd post something on Facebook and then they would, you know, somebody would argue me and then another argument that are not, and I get caught up in it and I'd be, oh, you know, tell, railing about it and tell my family, et cetera. And, um, I had to intentionally pull out of those conversations. So, I will still throw things out there because I want to keep educating. I want to keep throwing knowledge and information and, and for people to analyze, I'm not saying take my view of it. I'm saying take the broad picture of it and create a view that fits your reality, your perspective, mm -hmm. um, where you can work the best. And, um, so I will put things out there, with the intention of not responding to any comments, or I may only respond to comments that are asking questions for more information or providing additional supportive information. Mm -hmm. But by me engaging with people that are fighting against it, I'm by definition perpetuating it. Right, right. And I'm not right. intending to perpetuate any of this stuff. <laughs> you know, I've, um, I've shared this with quite a few people. I've, uh, since my emotions are my navigational system, mm -hmm. there have been times that sometimes you just, you function out of impulse, mm -hmm. not recognizing um, what guidance you're under during that time. Yeah. There have been times I've posted stuff and turned right back around and take them down. Yeah. <laughs> because I did not feel good in the moment. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. I think our intention, where focus goes, energy flows. So yeah. our intention for what we're doing follows us. Yes, it does. And, and so if the intention that you're putting out with what you're doing um, is to spread love and light and to educate the masses, I believe that's what people receive in the process. If somebody right. doesn't receive that, it's because they're somewhere else. <laughs> you right. know, right. Um, but... Oh, the intention is is very significant as far yeah, as I'm concerned. It is, absolutely. So along the lines of, you know, the fact that people are starting to become more aware of what's going on and may be caught up in the fear or the anger or the frustration, what might you recommend someone do who is aware enough of it that they don't want it, but isn't aware enough to know, what do I do about it? What do I do instead? So what might you give them uh, by way of uh, suggestions? Okay, that's a good question. I would start with what you have direct power over. Mm -hmm. And the f we've been given power. We've, we came into this world with power over our thoughts, our ability to think. Okay? Yes. And acknowledging where you are at the moment is the first place to start. Mm-hmm. I'm functioning under fear. Everything I'm now, some people who have not been um, mindful of their emotions and even know what those emotions feel like and how they project those emotions might not be able to do this right off the bat. 
Okay. Somebody might be fearful and thinking, no, I'm just a concerned citizen who loves everybody. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you go back to the physical symptoms. All right. I'm experiencing panic attacks. I can't sleep at night. That is not loving your society and, and bringing out the best for everyone. Because yeah. when you're doing good, it promotes well-being. Okay, anything that's promoting anxiety and fear is not serving your body. Right. Okay, so you look at the physical symptoms. I'm not being able to sleep at night. I'm having panic attacks. I can't breathe. Every time I look at the news, I feel this knot in my stomach, in my mm-hmm. throat, in my gut. That's a sign mm-hmm. that you're out of alignment. And if you can acknowledge in that moment, this thing doesn't feel good. And acknowledge that the reason it doesn't feel good is because I'm probably holding on to thoughts associated with fear and anxiety and worry. And the third thing is to not judge yourself for it. That's the big factor, right? Yeah, give yourself grace. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because many people would acknowledge, hey, this is where I'm at. I should know better than this. And, you know, you don't want to go there because you're only going to perpetuate the issue. To acknowledge that where I am in this moment is okay. You can't, you can't have greater expectations of yourself than where you've been functioning. Yeah. Especially if we go back to those triggers that existed from your childhood, right? Mm-hmm. It's all connected. And so once you acknowledge that this is what you've been harboring and to acknowledge that it's not been serving you, put out the intention for you to start focusing differently. Yeah. Because that focus is going to get your your thoughts in a different direction, right? Yeah. The other thing that you have control over is to start um, considering other, other habits that you've been practicing, which mm-hmm. have not been serving you, all right? Which have been keeping you on this lower level. Right. Um, so the direct things I, and, Many times when I speak to people, I'm also speaking to myself. Yeah. I've been saying for some time now that water could be your answer to the big dreams that you're trying to, to yeah. achieve. Because by drinking more water, you're actually giving your, your body the opportunity for your blood to flow more freely, your thoughts yeah. to be more um, fluid, yeah. right? And you're putting yourself in a state where you're able to think clearer right and Mm -hmm. so that's another thing drinking more water looking at the foods that you're eating and what vibrations um exist in those foods are they life-giving foods or are they just um empty empty energy that i'm putting in my system that's not going to help me in any way right yeah i did notice that uh, pizza was always sold out at the grocery store but vegetables were not oh yeah yeah. I never worry about getting the things that I need when I go to the grocery store. Because, <laughs> right? Um, you know, it's not the popular item. <laughs> it isn't. I, I'd like to add something to the drinking water, and that is adding some Himalayan pink sea salt to it because it balances your energy. So talking to flow, right? It's bringing things in. It allows things out. So not just physically, like sodium mm-hmm. into the cells, potassium out of the cells, but you talked about the flow of thoughts. 
So the idea that um, you know, think of a, a thought, fear thought, and rather than it circling in your head over and over, you go, okay, all right, I'm afraid of that thing. Now, what can I do instead of being afraid of that thing? Yes. Which you may not know the answer to that question in the moment, but as soon as you put that question out there, what can I do to not be afraid of that thing? A solution will be presented to you. It might be a book or an article or a person or a video that pops up that you hadn't seen before, or you'll get to see our video or, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. But um, that the thing that you need, that process, the action, the person will appear to you. Right. Uh, just to, to your point of awareness, be aware of those things yes. so that you can accept them in and get the lesson. Uh, to me, grace is, is also saying everything that's being presented to me is for my best and highest good and in doing so you might even see the difficult things uh as opportunities when you kind of analyze the whole thing so when i when i lost a job that i had a number of years ago i was devastated Mm-hmm. And then I went and I, it gave me an opportunity to be at home with my family. I identified an issue with my son that I had not known about. So it gave me time to help find a solution for that, that issue and work through some emotions of my own before I stepped into the next phase. Um, so again, it was a difficult thing, but it created a huge opportunity for us to move forward in a couple of places that were really stuck. Mm-hmm. So right, are, right. Yeah. Um, you mentioned um, something that I wanted to touch on. It's gonna come back to me. Okay. Earlier we were speaking. Earlier we were speaking before we started recording. We were talking about magnesium, and, okay. <laughs> and I mentioned to you that um, ever so often I think you use it for pain, and yeah. I've used it at times just to have a good night's rest. Yeah, and so. Again, since some people may have been functioning on overdrive and have given their body momentum in one direction, you mm-hmm. may need some fuel that's yeah. going to assist you in going in the other direction. And some supplements might help as well. So for me, again, it depends on, it depends on so many factors. And that's why um, where Julie mentioned that you may need some assistance in the process, seeking professional guidance to know what your body needs, what would assist you, what would be good fuel for you. For me, magnesium helps, calms me down, gives me a good night rest, (laughs) Um, helps relax my muscles. Right. I always see magnesium as, um, or so magnesium and calcium, of course, work in opposition. They're antagonistic to each other. We we push calcium, which is about hardness and solidity and, and not, not moving, which is, again, we need to talk about balance, right? So we need a level of hardness and solidity in order to achieve things in life, in order to, you know, I'm going to do this for myself, I'm going to move forward. But you also need enough flexibility to actually move forward. So I see magnesium as flexibility. So Mm -hmm. again, if you're stuck in a thought process, if you're stuck in a fear process, some magnesium might help you get just enough movement to where you can flow right out of that. Right, right, good. That's a really good point. Right. Now, here's another thing. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say grounding yourself. Yes. Spend a lot of time indoors. And indoors is where we have all these electronics that are interfering with the human body because we are electrical beings, right? So getting out and hug a tree. It sounds silly, but um, there's a lot of 
energy transfer between yourself and the earth. And you can look it up scientifically. It's called the Schumann resonance. And Einstein identified the resonance frequency of the brain and Schumann identified the resonance frequency of the earth. And someone later put the two together and they're like, hey, look, they're within like, you know, within point two of each other. Like there is something to be said for the resonance frequency of the earth and humans. And anybody that's ever gone camping will tell you that they sleep much better when they're camping mm -hmm. because they have an opportunity to get outdoors and to be away from all those electronics and just shed all of that down into the earth and the earth will take care of it for you. Uh, so the there's probably a reason, a reason why kids like playing outside without their shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. intuitively, they know that they need that energy. <laughs> yeah, you know? and we throw a lot of rubber shoes on and we spend a lot of time indoors under fluorescent lights. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. we go, I don't know why I'm sick. <laughs> There's a contributing factor. So yeah, getting outside and like, and if you're in that stress moment, that fear moment, and you're like, I just don't know what to do, get outside and sit next to a tree. Mm-hmm. Or take yeah, your shoes off and learning. walk in the grass. Yeah. yeah. I never knew why, until I learned about Schumann Residence and grounding, I never knew why gardening was amazing for me. Like oh, I yeah. would spend an hour pulling weeds and planting, and then I would just sit. And I felt so settled and happy and content, and I could think clearly, and I could solve problems. You know how many problems I solved pulling weeds? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is grounding, you know. Um, I've had that experience as well when I was going through a significant phase in my life and I happened to be, um, I happened to spend some time on a farm for a little bit mm. and being yeah. out there was my therapy. I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah. Being in the sunlight, sometimes I'll take my shoes off while I'm weeding right. and you would think that I'd be tired once I'm done, but I actually felt like I had more energy to mm -hmm. keep going. The other point that I was going to make earlier, connected to what you said of grounding, meditation, when, yeah. when you're able to find time to, you don't have to be outside, but it's even more amazing when you can do so outside mm -hmm. in the outdoors. Um, meditation, and we spoke last week about releasing beliefs that no longer serves us. Yeah. I do acknowledge that there, there are many people who have resistance to the word meditation because it sounds like some woo-woo stuff. Right. And I could replace that with deep breathing. Yeah. You know, we yeah. do not practice healthy breathing. Yeah. And our body is made up majority of energy that we receive when we can stop and take some deep breaths. Yeah. Right. Intentional deep breaths. Yes. Um, and so to start off, somebody who has never done it before, I, I remember the first time I intentionally meditated. I only did it for five minutes, but those five minutes made a whole world of difference. Mm -hmm. Now I could go for 30 minutes to an hour. But back then, those five minutes was like life to my soul because I had not done it before. Yeah. So five minutes, setting your timer on for five minutes and just intentionally breathing and your thoughts are going to be racing because it's not something you've practiced, but you don't try to fight against those thoughts. You just acknowledge in the moment that yeah. I'm having yeah. these yeah. thoughts, right? Yeah. I'm having these thoughts. You're aware of what's coming to your mind. 
And when your timer goes off, you continue your day. Right. Those few minutes will help your thoughts to move towards another direction. Yeah. I remember when I first started, I would take um, a few breaks throughout the day and just do those five minute, five minute meditations. Yeah. Five minute meditation throughout the day would make a huge difference. Right. <laughs> huge I'll, difference. I'll I'll tell you a counterintuitive practice that was amazing for me. Having been um, high-strung corporate VP, get it done, can't stop moving type, mm -hmm. uh, the idea of sitting still for any length of time and not accomplishing <laughs> something was impossible for me for a period of time. I thought it was the most ridiculous thing I was ever going to do. Why am I wasting mm -hmm. my time? There are things I could be doing instead. I have a to-do list that is this long. Um, a couple of things that really helped me was um, I would get two pieces of paper or two notebooks with the intention of meditating, right? So I would use the one piece of paper for a to-do list and the one piece of paper for a um, I'm frustrated with life list, right? And I would begin to write and whatever came out is what I wrote down. So mm -hmm. I'm really mad at my husband. I can't believe he did this. I'm really mad at my kids. This I'm really mad at my boss and blah, 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 blah. And then a to-do item would pop into my head and I would write it down on my to-do list. And I would just literally just write it down. Like, it's not going to be, I'm going to get up and go do it. I just want to put a pin in it, as we used to say in corporate America, put a pin in it. Stick a pin in it. So <laughs> then I would take that, I would exhaust that frustration list. And then I would shred it, burn it, whatever. Like, okay, I release all of these things out for healing. And I would set that aside and I would breathe four or five, six times. I might go for a short walk. Um, and then I would feel like I had dumped all of that out. Um, and I use an angel buckets meditation. That's great too. Literally, it's like there's angels that have a bucket and you just spew all that garbage into the angel bucket and then they take it. They take it and right. they do whatever healing, dissolving, whatever needs to happen with it. And then I no longer have that anymore. And that was part right. of my intention. It became part of my intention over time. I no longer have any of this anymore. It's gone. Right. It's right. been dissolved, healed, whatever. Uh, I'm going to allow it to flow. And then I felt much better. And over time, then I, I could meditate and kind of quiet my mind and get into theta and do all those things. But it took me a couple of years to get to that point. So I bring that up because I don't want people to... Um, I don't want people to think that if they can't get time of quiet mind or whatever, that there, there is something wrong with doing active oh, meditation. Because oh, no. The act of getting that stuff out is powerful. Yes. You, know, we talked, you talked about the, the junk DNA, the, you know, the purging, the, when you're clearing out a room, you got to deal with the things in the room. Um, so that really, those were powerful processes for me. Yeah, that's very significant because for me, wh what you practice, I have not done in so much details, but I realized for me, one of the things that helps to keep me grounded is writing. Yeah. Um, just getting those thoughts out mm -hmm. of my mind, putting them over there and letting source handle that. Yes. Anymore. I also have a friend who, who, who paints. And many times when he starts painting, he has no idea what he's doing. Oh, wow. But he'll show it to someone 
and they come up with an entire explanation of what they see from his painting, yeah. which would actually be an answer to stuff that he was trying to figure out in the process. Ah, very. But powerful. while he's doing it, he's not aware, right? Yeah. And I told him that's your form of meditation. Yeah. That's the way in which you meditate. Because while he's doing it, he's, he's just focused on the beauty of the painting. Right. Not even recognizing that his source is painting through him. That's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. Funny. That is completely his higher self, his subconscious mind, whatever you want to call it. It's like, here is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Exactly. The answer exactly. to the question you've been seeking is always within you. <laughs> always. Always within you. Always. Um, and that's why, you know, again, going back to the type A personality, I might, I used, I was such a part, I'm still am a problem solver, but I'm much more, I'm going to use gracious about it. So sometimes if I think of a problem, I will think of a solution pretty quickly. Other times mm -hmm. I think of a problem and I go, eh, I don't have the solution yet. It's not quite ready. <laughs> and I allow it to blossom and become what it is. 10 years ago, I would have been super frustrated that I didn't have the answer right now. You know what I mean? Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it is an allowance over time. Um, but yeah, the, the solution is always presented, uh, in whatever, you know, in God's timing in the, yes. when it's prepared, if another person's involved, maybe they're not quite there. So their preparation process needs to, and then it will be merged together and you'll get what you are, mm -hmm. are needing or seeking. Right. Yep. Um, you, you mentioned that you know, once people put the intention out there that answers would start coming in various forms. Um, and I cannot undervalue the significance of energy work. Yeah. But initially someone getting into this would have no idea what they're doing. And that's where professionals come in. Yeah, um, sure. Seeking out energy healers, people who are mindful of how everything around us is affecting us on a, on a, subconscious level on a physical level various dimensions mm -hmm. and working through some of those traumas mm -hmm. that have been triggering you to respond on autopilot right yeah. when situations like this arise mm -hmm. um and and also in addition in, in in addition to that i would say um you will find in the process that you're being led to your niche there's so many aspects of energy healing mm -hmm. and there's so many um thought processes all of them with the same intention yeah all of them with the same intention but for me it was reiki for you what was it well, I went the roundabout way, e-code and sound healing and emo essential oils and Reiki and um, <laughs> sort of put together this toolbox. <laughs> right. And I have a toolbox as well. But at first, when I was looking to just get out of that mind frame that I was at the time, that's what I was led to. You know? yeah. and, and that has led me to other modalities in the process. Mm -hmm. So um, I just wanted to put that out there that in addition to everything else that we're suggesting that there might be a necessity because i know what i experienced some years ago when i was trying to deal with my stuff yeah. right and it was with the absence of of major external factors as what's going on right now right so i could only imagine how much worse it must feel trying to figure out your internal conflict 
combined with um, the global issues that are happening. Yeah. Um, it must be on a higher level, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my heart goes out, my heart yeah. goes out so much for anybody who's dealing with um, multiple classical issues at this time. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why these conversations became so important uh, is because I think you and I both recognize, because I did the same thing. I, I did my, my work when the world was running on an even keel. Mm -hmm. And uh, so doing it in the midst of this, I can't even fathom it at this point in time. And that's the beauty too of everybody walking their own path because life has, ooh, why am I getting teary? <laughs> Um, you know, when I was going through some stuff years ago, I felt at the time that there was nobody who understood mm. um, what was going on. In the moment, that's what it felt like. And I remember saying that I do not want anybody else to have to deal with their situations mm -hmm. and feel as isolated as I did. Yeah. And, um, that has been one of my biggest intentions. Right. And I realize now that I had to be one of those people who experienced it in isolation yeah. so that I'll be able to prepare myself to help the next wave of individuals <laughs> who yeah. will be dealing with their stuff. And although there is help available now, still feel like they're isolated because it's on a bigger magnitude. Yeah. You know? I will add this too, you know, if you're one of those that's waking up by themselves, which was me and I think you as well, uh, and it is in um, perceived opposition to all the people that are in your current sphere, it, it does create this, I'm all by myself and every yes. time I bring it up to my family, they think I'm nuts. They think I'm crazy. They shut me down. They argue with me, et cetera, which drives you even more isolated. And so then it becomes a choice. It becomes a, I'm going to pursue this because I know in my heart that this is the right path. Right. And you have to run that alone, which by the way, you don't have to run that alone, but you feel <laughs> like you're going to run that alone. Yes. Because to Jerry's point, there are lots of us out here. Yes. You know, we're not the only two. There are many, um, but you know, these we, we might be the first two you're hearing from <laughs> potentially. Um, or you you sequester yourself and you cocoon and you don't come out the butterfly you're meant to be. And that's the, that's the thing I don't want to see happen. I don't want to see people cocoon and miss right. the butterfly opportunity. Right, right, right. And what I discovered was exactly what you just said. The minute I I started just owning this is where I am mm -hmm. and I know this is right for me at this moment life started sending me people yeah. <laughs> from yeah. so many avenues life started sending me people now I feel like I have a great community of of people who understand love accept you know challenge mm -hmm. when necessary as well 
Yes. And challenge authentically. I think that's, that is a key part of this community is that um, the challenge is for the purpose of all of us growing. It's not a yeah. challenge from jealousy. It's not a challenge from ego that is attempting to keep you down. It's a challenge to say, I see a little more for you yeah. and I want to help you achieve that. I want to help you find yeah. that and grasp it and like run with it. Exactly. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And also to not from a place of, um, there is a tendency, I want to put that out there, there is a tendency, especially for people who are breaking away from systems and structures, dogmas, there's a tendency to break away from, but seek alignment with something that still mirrors that. Yes. And so you may find that you want, you are wanting to break away from, um, a system that tells you that you need to follow these guidance guidelines in order to be accepted. And you may find yourself being attracted to another group that does the very same thing. The intention needs to be clear that you are wanting to connect with your source. And yeah. what will happen is you may be led along a path where you attract different groups of people, right. but never with the intention to keep you, um, help me out here to keep you in solidarity. There is no group that demand, that should demand your solidarity. Right. Um, and with the, with the um, consequence of being not accepted, yeah. should you choose to follow your own path. Right. You know, and that's, that's what I like about the spiritual path is that you're free to choose. You're free to eat the watermelons and spit out the seed. And I appreciate every, every aspect of my journey because of that. I can yeah. see the beauty in every, probably at the time I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but now looking back, I can see the beauty in every setting that I've been placed in every group that I've um, associated with. Uh, and still acknowledge that there were aspects that did not serve me at the time, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I feel very strongly, like literally my guides are like, you have to bring this up now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you feel pulled very strongly to things is that for people that have gotten this far in this conversation, if you are active in a Christian community or a Muslim community or a Jewish community or a whatever community, and you feel the sense that there is something beyond that teaching or in addition to that teaching, or, you know, as we've just, as I've discovered, and I'll speak only to my personal experience, I, I, I was not raised Christian per se, kind of raised non-spiritual, mm -hmm. um, with a hint of we should be Christians. Um, circled into the Christian church, 10 years there, learned some amazing things, grew, but didn't grow to the point where I wanted to. Left the church, circled all the way out of it, right? Mm -hmm. Explored the whatever, I don't know what this energetic field is. It's a source, it's universe. It's this nebulous kind of non, non-personal thing. Um, and circled back into, there's a tremendous amount of truth in each of those teachings that is available to you when you understand it in the context of your highest good yes. and your higher self the the one that knows you best and wants the best for you and then when you know and it's the it's the development of the chakras as i study the development of the chakras the higher chakras are about i know me therefore i want to be better for you 
Yeah. Um, and so then you start to go outward and want to share and teach it and love and, and bring people in so that they can express their true authentic highest self. Right. So it isn't a, you might feel like you're leaving your church community and maybe at some level you are, um, you don't have to necessarily. There are people that balance both. Um, but in the end, be your authentic self. And um, it is my belief that the Christ consciousness that is talked about by some teachers um, is this beautiful, amazing, incredible, loving, healing, energetic force that is the things that were written of scripture, but not taught of men, right? So it's it's a challenging thing, but if you've gotten this far, know that you're not alone. And Jerry and I have talked about this in previous videos and in offline conversations. We both have explored that same path. Yes. Um, and, you know, I'm not here to throw a sales pitch out, but know that you're not alone. Um, and if we can be of guidance to you, I, you know, we would, we would love to help you along that path um, and, and just guide you to find your own power. Yep. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I had goosebumps while you were speaking. Um, because like we spoke of last week, um, we've had similar paths, although we didn't know each other and completely different, but it was a similar thing where, you know, I went through a process where I was angry mm -hmm. um, because I felt like I had wasted time yeah. <laughs> following something that probably did not, I perceived at the time did not guide me towards the, my greatest good. Yeah, but I yeah. was being guided all along. That was part of the process. Yeah. You know, and to be at the stage right now where I can appreciate that as part of the process has been healing as well. Yeah. And, um, and the gift that is given to me, I believe, is the ability to see both sides of the coin, mm -hmm. <laughs> to see the deception, but also see the beauty that exists. Yeah. And like yeah. you mentioned, the very same teachings that exist and have existed for years, but have been manipulated by man for their own good, if yeah. um, we could help to point you to see, because ever so often we're speaking and scripture would come to mind, you know, yeah. and not only that, uh, it helps me to see the connection that exists among all people, yeah. you know, um, it has always been amazing to me, I've come across people who walk the Jewish path for a while, mm -hmm. Um, I've, I've come across people who walk the atheist path mm -hmm. and also Muslim. And to see that we're all being led while following different forms of scripture. Right. And we all arrived at the same place. Because yeah. what you acknowledge in the midst of that is that there is something greater than my physical self. Yeah. that is seeking for my alignment, that it is seeking for my greatest good. And that something, that right. something is going to, it is going to happen. I know I say this with so much conviction because I know where I was, that point where you know there's something more, you don't know what it is, but you're trying to push in that direction, regardless of what everybody else is saying to you. Yes. And you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I promise you, you are being led. Yes. Trust your gut, you are being led. Yes. Just as you were led to hear this conversation and you will be led to hear many more things. Always, 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 always. And even my pastor said this. The last church I attended, he said this on a really regular basis. Hear what I'm teaching you. Go back, read it, 
listen to your inner guidance, speak to God, get led to know yes. the truth for you. Yes. And that was a very correct statement, in my opinion. And no different than what you're hearing from us. Go in, speak to your higher self, speak to your your um, higher the higher being that you have a conversation with, and get guidance towards the truth for you. That's a good point. You mentioned your your pasta, and something that came to mind was um, during that time. And I want to just admonish people: do not underestimate any experience you come across during this time. <laughs> right. I would have certain thoughts sometimes after my meditation, sometimes after reading the Bible and coming to different conclusions than what I was taught and, and feeling like I need a sign, I need something. And I would go to church and there would be one sentence that was said in the midst of everything by somebody I know that if I had mentioned the thoughts that I was having would have completely opposed it. But that one statement that he made, Mm. was confirmation to the thoughts that I was having. Yeah. So, um, you know, in church um, or in the scripture, I, there was some place that it was said out of the mouth of babes. And it also, there was a place where Peter said something and Jesus said to him, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. Mm. The universe and God will use everything around you. Yes. To confirm the experience that you're having right now. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, the phrase that keeps comes to mind to me on a regular basis is you will find me in the woods. Mm. And, you know, that to me is you're not going to find in a building or with another human being. But as you travel through the trees that are your experiences and your lessons and your learning, as you travel through, you will find truth. Yes. And find the love and the acceptance that you're seeking because yes. you're seeking acceptance through things and people and and through organizations and institutions we're seeking that acceptance but the true acceptance is is right in inside yes right in yes. that heart chakra right where your true self lives and hangs out and waits for you to go ask me a question <laughs> i have the answer for you don't talk to that person ask me you know and um it's been really fascinating how much how much more settled i feel and through all of the chaos and the swirl of what's happening on the mainstream media the news the blah blah blah, blah, blah is i hear it and i go that pretty much sucks I'm not going to get caught up in the middle of that. How can I be a force for good while that's going on? Exactly. Rather than hunkering down and going, they're coming after me. (laughs) (laughs) And I can see, and I get it. I'm not trying to make fun of people that are in that situation by any means. In fact, what I want to encourage them is, guess what? You're not alone. And there are people here that want to help take you, take your hands and help you stand up and, and go forward uh, and, and not have to be in that space any longer. Definitely. And you will thrive. You will thrive. You're going to look back at this time and you're going to thank it so much. You're going to bless it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You'll realize that it was part of the significant experience that you needed to go to, to get to the other side. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think about if I had, when I was so stressed out and caught up in all my corporate chaos and, and just working, 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 and then burning myself out, if I would have had this opportunity, it would have catapulted my growth process 
dramatically. So I'm hoping and believing that there are people that are experiencing the same sort of thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You feel stuck. It's just that, that, and the words that we speak, um, reflect back to us. Yeah. So you could feel stuck or you could be still. Yeah. Right. Different way of looking at things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, if you see yourself as being stuck, everything that ref everything about life will reflect that back to you, mm -hmm. right? But if you're being still, what you're actually doing is welcoming answers, you're welcoming possibilities, you're starting a new page, you know, it's, it's just perspective, right? Perspective, and it starts reflecting back yes. to you. <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Stopped or paused. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that, yeah. in that pause is the opportunity. Uh, scripture even talks about be silent. Yes. Be still and know that I am God. Right. <laughs> so and the go. other part of that says I will be exalted. I will be exalted. Mm -hmm. You know, it says more than that, but I'm going to stop there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, oh, how amazing. Well, this has been incredible. Yes. I think this has been an amazing talk and I believe that this is really um, going to resonate with people, even, even if it's just like you said, that one kernel, yes. one little bit um, that will help drive or encourage or grow the next piece of their, their journey. So. And I want to go on record um, putting that intention that it will fall on the air that it needs to fall on, that it will bless the person that it is to bless. Because I know that there are people who want to hear or need to hear this at this time. Yeah. Whether it's one, a hundred or a hundred thousand. Oh, yes. It's, it does not matter. <laughs> yeah. Stay faithful to the, the objective that we, um, we be the guides, the light, the support. Um, and however that shows up is how it's meant to show up. Right. Yeah. Love that. Love it. Thank you so much again. And um, we will have another uh, talk show in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, have an amazing, blessed, incredible day. I'm hoping for more sunshine today in Michigan. It's been raining a lot. Awesome sh sunshine here in Houston. Send us a bit, <laughs> would you please? <laughs> All right. Take care and have an amazing day. Okay. Bye. <laughs> defy gravity is here for you for your health body mind and spirit to bring you knowledge and education to empower you to own your life and be in charge of it come on in regularly for the knowledge that you need to support all of your life's objectives. I'm Juliana Sauber, traditional naturopath, and not only a survivor, but I've recovered. And I'm living free of health challenges that kept me down for almost two decades. So I'm here to share with you the things that I did to regain my health and get my life back and bring people to you that will also help you and give you more information and more perspectives and that is the key to creating the life that you want so welcome to defy gravity subscribe come back regularly please invite your friends share this podcast 
Find us on Facebook and Instagram because we are here to meet your needs.